We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to podcast number two of the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Peas. I'm Brian and I'm Carrots. So uh, let's just, just answer this right out of the box. Why do we call each other peas and carrots? You know, I'm not even sure where that came from. We just go together like peas, peas and, and carrots. carrots. Uh, and we like peas and carrots as a side. We do. So, and y'all, people give us cans of peas and carrots. It's kind of. They do. I have some in my <laughs> office. <laughs> just kind of. And then people Well, actually, find, the ones in my office are candy. So. Yeah, I mean, and people find peas and carrots candy and give it to us. And yeah. so. That's that's fun. So I don't know where that came from, but it's true. We go together like peas and carrots. So, so that's the that's fun. Uh, <clears throat> last podcast we talked about where we our story, how we met, that kind of thing. Uh, we live in Southwest Virginia, and we've lived here for uh, seventeen years. Seventeen years. Before that, we lived in New Orleans and worked for WBSN Christian Radio. I worked for the radio station. I worked in the early child care center. Hmm. That really helped your sanctification a lot, didn't it? It did. Yes. 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 Uh, you came to know Jesus at what age? I was 11. Okay. I was uh, 8th or ninth grade, I guess, uh, and uh, came to know Jesus through uh, through that. Um so we lived in New Orleans, uh, was in seminary. I worked at a Christian radio station. You worked at the early, how do you say it? Child care center. Early, well, the child care center. Okay. So I wanted to get that right. Um, and then God called us away, and we came to Positive uh, Alternative Radio. So that's kind of who we are, kind of our story. We talked about food. There's a lot of New Orleans food in our in our diet. Mm. So, how's that go? I will say, one of us likes it a lot more spicy than the other. So, we have learned, this is where the British in me does come out. See, we British people don't season the whole thing. You lot. don't. No. We don't. No, I don't understand and it's okay. that. You people, you need to discover you salt people? and pepper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's salt, there's pepper. Right. There's garlic. Sure. There's onion. Mm-hmm. There is Tony Sachery's. And you can add all that after you've cooked mine. You know, but it doesn't – it's like eating cardboard. No, it's not. See, what he's learned is that I do have – I have a tolerance for spice. But when you grow up in southwest Louisiana, you pretty much lose all taste buds at some point because everything is so incredibly spicy. So Brian's had to learn that in order for me to eat it, he'll put just a little bit of seasoning, then we spoon mine out, and he goes ahead and finishes cooking his. And he can add a lot more Tabasco sauce and Tony Sachery's and salt and pepper, and and it's a happy house. And that's very important is to have a happy house. Happy house. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of a happy house – uh, at the recording of this particular podcast, something important starts this week. Something that has 
I'm not going to say divided us, but we've disagreed on since we were married, since, since we've been married. What is that thing? I am so excited. I even have a new shirt for Friday. It is it is that time of year. Two weeks. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It is the Summer Olympics, and I am so stinking Why? excited. There's just nothing quite as special as watching people who have who are who need to put on trained. more clothes than what they're wearing. Well, not in the swimming pool. That makes no yes. sense. Yes. So you don't get uncomfortable looking at some of these people. Okay. That went off the rails. I'm more thinking of like the gymnastics. Uh, there again, swimmers. I'm watching them swim. So yes, but I just there's nothing like rooting for people, and I'm keeping it real. I forget often what country they're for. You see them as a person. You see what they've accomplished in their life, and you can't help but cheer for the underdog. And I often find myself just engrossed in what's going on yeah as you can tell i am a huge fan of the olympics she follows these people she'll go find them on instagram you'll follow them she knows their backstory she'll tell you their story but it's so great and but yeah okay so what do i have to look forward to swimming Y'all, she will get off the sofa. She will get out of her chair, and she will clap and cheer at the TV. Now, we had a dog for 13 and a half years named Sprocket. He would get wound up and run in circles and bark if she started cheering loud. She be, she learned how to cheer silently as to not to get the dog wound up. That's how much you're into the Olympics. Yes, or if I didn't care, he'd just get wound up. He was all involved, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what what sports are you most excited about all of them how much of my life do i have to invest in these gymnastics all of it baby darling yes this is love <laughs> <laughs> what well, that's unfair and 3 a.m viewing because yeah being that, no. it's in, being that it's in Tokyo, I'm probably going to have some weird sleeping now, hours. Now, are you going to check social media to see who won, or are you going to wait until the next evening to I'm it? going to try not to see the results, but I'm sure it's going to be very difficult with the schedule because, you know, there's that whole time change thing and, yeah, different, well, time zone. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you 12. about the Yes. I'm about a 1.2. I have my Olympic shirt for Friday, and it's Two game weeks on. of Bob Costas. Yay. <laughs> you think you'll get pink eye this year? Remember that year? Oh, you had that pink was eye? so sad. Wasn't that weird? I felt really bad for him. Well, it's kind of but, like showing up at a buffet after you had your stomach stapled. It's just kind of strange. Okay. Well, well that's, <laughs> not sure that's where I would have gone with that, well, but carry on. So. The, uh, so there's. So there's one thing. Uh, I like the Olympics. I mean, I cheer. I don't. Let me say this. I don't. I don't cheer at the TV like somebody else in the house does. I mean, somebody else in the house will clap, and I'm from Louisiana, so I say the word "holler." You'll holler at the TV, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Okay. I'm just. I'm not seeing any problems with any of this. They can't hear you. 
What are you? They can't see this little head nod you're doing to me. <laughs> what? He's getting the wife look in case y'all wondered. So, but they yes. can't hear you. Well, that doesn't matter. It's a spirit thing. We're all in it together. Okay. All right. So, so oh, see, again, I, those of you who are listening who are true Olympic supporters, you get it. True Olympics. So are there fake ones? Well, no. But you're either all in or you're not when okay. it comes to the Olympics. So I have a tough question for you. Sure. Being that you were born in England. Yes. Lived there for? Ten years. You left England, came to Arkansas, and then you lived then in Louisiana. Louisiana. Yes. Okay. When it's between an American. Oh, this is not a good question. And a British individual. Yes. Who are you going to cheer for? Both. You you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Sure, I can. No. Who are you going to cheer Spirit for? Spirit of unity. That's like saying you're going to cheer for Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Oh, well, that's a whole different ball game. Ha-ha. Literally. See, see, oh, um, she got jokes. The girl's got I, jokes. Mm, I don't think I can honestly answer that. You're going to skip it, aren't you? Yeah. You know, oh, she's being graceful. I'm right a house now. divided on that one. So Wimbledon. See, that's what I was going to say. When it's Wimbledon, it's all I about found the Brits. Myself, it's all about the Brits. No. Yes. But I will say, Andy Murray had my heart. One of the topics we've been asked to discuss is this we have house renovations coming up. Yes. We are redoing our front and back decks kitchen sink dishwasher pulling up all the we're not doing this we've hired somebody to do this replacing all the linoleum and carpet in the house mm-hmm. except for like two bathrooms we're not doing anything to those how are we approaching this as husband and wife how are we now granted we're 90 days out from this happening but hang on i want to mm-hmm. tell us we're 90 days out somebody has already started organizing stuff for an event that's going to be 90 days out so here is a peek into life with b and k i'm a planner i'm i'm a visionary i need to look 90 days down the road b is a planner and a visionary but not when it comes to these types of things so i've already started sorting through closets organizing and cleaning we're gonna have to basically pack about 60 percent of our house so that nothing gets broken and it's not in the way and yes for the record this was my crazy idea that if we're going to replace the floors let's do it all at one time and so it's a huge undertaking and i am the personality that doesn't want to wait until the week of and then realize oh my goodness we need to get ready for the house renovation whereas my counterpart what is your approach i wouldn't mind waiting until like two weeks out and then we handle it no see what that makes me twitch why okay for those of you who've lived in a house for any length of time is it not true that you just start to accumulate a lot of stuff and so this was a great opportunity to go through closets 
to sort through our garage to just it kind of kicked off the great clean out of 2021 and we're just we're getting reorganized we're making sure that everything is in its place and then i can box things and it won't be so hard to put the house back together so, so we just is, have a difference on this. Okay, so this is the question that have been that's been posed to to us as a couple, and I'll go first. How are we dealing with this? Well, first of all, let me just say this: I defer to her on this. In my opinion, the home is her kingdom. You know, she asked me the other day, "B, do you want a king or or a, or a queen size bed?" Baby, I don't care, but I would like to be able just to reach over and make sure you're there in the middle of the night. So we decided to stick with a queen bed. And then she starts asking me questions about a new comforter. There's a blue one with pink. I don't care. You lost me at blue and pink. I don't care. He really doesn't. If it's if it makes Give her happy. Give him a happy, blanket and a, and a pillow when he's happy. If it makes her happy, I'm happy. So for me as a husband, I defer to her. I'm just going to say this. I think that's me serving you. I think that's me because that kind of stuff. Let me say this. That makes her happy. Me, I'd have a recliner and like a 52-inch TV and an Apple TV. I'm good to go. True. Okay, true. But? But to serve you, I want our home to be warm. I want it to be comfortable. Uh, And so. Ain't been warm and comfortable lately, but that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) It's been 69 degrees. Well, there's that. Um, We'll break that topic one day. Okay. I just I think this is how love is sometimes expressed that both parties want to make sure that the home speaks to the other person. So for B, that looks like making sure there's a basket by his chair where he can keep his books. It means that his remote control is next to his recliner and making sure that he's got plenty of ice and good drinks and I would say too that that there's a library in our home. We, we, we have a library. And currently, before the renovation, there are bookshelves that we put together in the library. There's a kitchen table in there that we bought. Well, I don't think it's a ki- I guess it is a kitchen table. It technically is, but you wanted it as a desk. As a desk. And, it's and y'all, re- with our assembly skills, it's a wonder that both things well, are still together. <laughs> so, that, so at the end of this renovation, we're having – professional bookshelves done and that desk is coming out and we're having like one or two big big comfy chairs put into the library and i'm looking forward to that and i am really excited about it now let me say this how much reading will we do in that room i don't know because i like to read in my recliner uh and i'll have a movie on that's mindless and i can read and that's the difference between us i cannot read with the television on doesn't bother me. So So. I think that's why I'm so excited about having this space that I can go curl up in one of the big comfy chairs and read a book. She will brew herself a cup of tea. I will. She'll probably light a candle in there. Maybe. And you'll sit down with a murder mystery. And have some chocolate. And have some chocolate. Perfection. So are we stressed about the renovations? Yes. Yes. Because... Okay, here's a – I get nervous when things are totally out of my control. And I have to realize – first of all, as a believer, everything's out of my control and everything's in his control. I understand that. 
I get that. As a follower of Jesus, I get that. But Brian likes to, I've given these people all this money. When you showing up, who's showing up? What time are you going to get here? What's it going to look like? Okay, i got to have a conversation with you. It doesn't look good. All this stuff's out of my control. And also, I want to make her happy. I want this to exceed all of your expectations. So that's the pressure I feel. Did we pick the right color? It's it's see, all I these could these care less. See, there's this if whole I buyer's room. I'm fine. Well, there's that. And we're having this. And that's one of the things I love about you. It's just you're such a simple and I'm a guy. You're yeah, but I mean low maintenance in the best sense of the word. You are just He's just happy. Yeah, he's just happy with the simple things, and it's just a delight. At the same time, again, I want our home to be something that speaks of us, and it's a place that is welcoming and comfortable and lived in. But I just, I think I've almost lost my mind in wondering, did we pick the right floors? This poor man has been to Home Depot no less than four times because I had buyer's remorse on a sink and, the contractor, and a faucet and for the kitchen. the contractor kitchen. said, if y'all go to Lowe's, I can get you a discount. So now we've got to go to Lowe's. We went to Lowe's. <laughs> so here's a question they're going to want to know. How are you dealing with the anxiety or the stress of knowing somebody's going to tear the house up? I just hope they put it back together. So, and it's just, I think for me, I don't do well with disorder. My brain doesn't Mm. do well with chaos. So, everything has its place. It does. And she'll say the house is dirty, and it's not because she cleans the clean. So, this is really embarrassing. When we went to pick out our floors, the. The guy who came to the house was Josh. He measured the house. We had to go meet with him. And he had he had measured our floors at the house. And so I met Josh the day we went to pick out the actual flooring. And he was very excited to share with me that my closets were the most organized and fantastic thing he had ever seen. Miss <laughs> Sanders, I've never seen closets as organized as yours. Y'all, she was proud. I mean, I well, was, I was just, a little bit embarrassed too. But no, you I was, I was kind of proud. Yeah, to, proud. yeah. I mean, but that that was your Olympic moment. It was it? my Olympic moment. So yes, but no, I think you nailed it. I think for all of us, life is a series of things that are outside of our control, and it's learning to say that even in the uncomfortable, God is good. Okay. So how, looking back at our twenty-eight years. How will B and K navigate this stressful season? Together. That's a good answer. Because at the end of the day, if a floor doesn't look exactly like we want it to, or a faucet doesn't fit the perfect picture of what we hoped, we're still B and K. How many times do we go look at faucets? That's probably not relevant. Not really okay. important. All right. Well, now it's time for Life with B&K. And now, Life with B&K. So each week, uh, we tell you stories from our uh, our life together. Uh, and uh, these are stories that people love to hear. Usually they like to hear them, and they encourage us to hear them. <clears throat> we were going, when we lived in New Orleans, the seminary was going to take us to Greece. And so... 
we were leaving out in like two days, and Miss Kay said, you need to go try on some new pants, get some new pants. And later that evening, we'll go to Target because she needed some shoes. I mean, I'm not going to make a shoe joke, but – A girl always needs shoes. Okay. And I needed a backpack. So I go to I'm – a, I'm a large man, and I shop at a big and tall store. So I went to the big and tall store, and this – it's in Metairie, Louisiana. I don't know if it's still there, but they're – uh, where do you try on clothes? What's that called? The dressing, dressing room. The dressing room. <laughs> Sorry. 53 is not being good to me. The dressing rooms are in the middle of the store in a circular fashion. They're like in a circle. Well, I go in there, and there's this uh, older lady who's off to the side over shopping for her son, grandson, or something. Well, I go in there, and uh, I swore I heard that door click. Like when you pull the door to, I swore I heard it click. And it's not a full door. It doesn't go up all the way to the ceiling, you know. Like, it just covers from your knees down. and The necessity. Yeah, it covers from your shoulders to your knees, okay. Well, I swore I heard that door click. Well, I take off my britches. Listen, I'm a product of my dad. I say britches. I don't say pants. Took off my britches. Started to put the new ones on. Y'all know that little hop you do when you got to hike your britches up? Do the little hop. Lost my balance, grabbed the door. The door had not clicked shut. When I grabbed the door, it swung out. I hit the floor in a massive thud. Here I lay in the middle of the floor in a pair of green underwear. This woman, who had to be 75 years old, starts screaming. Oh, my. Oh, my. He's in his underwear. Oh, my. Oh, my. He's in his underwear. Oh, my. Oh, my. He's in his underwear. Well, this little sales clerk comes running across the store trying to help me up, trying to get me out, out of the floor. He calms the woman down and classic. This sales clerk turns to me, sir, will you be buying these today? That's <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic. So I buy, I buy like two pairs of pants, go home. I tell Kayla what happens. She says, B. She says, all right, got to go Target. She says, let's not try and make any a scene at Target. And she said that as a joke. Okay? The Target in New Orleans is a two-story Target. Okay. She goes off to look at shoes. I go look at backpacks. Now, I'm a large man. I'm pretty wide. And insert, I'm not sure how, but B had made it to this age, which I guess was your mid-30s, and had never owned a backpack. Never owned a backpack. I always carried my books to school. Never had a backpack. Just That's an important thing to remember okay. as he tells the story. So I didn't know that I'd never worn a backpack, never had a backpack. So we get in Target, and she and we get separated. I go the backpacks. She goes off to shoes. Now, this is a large Target store. It's like Super Target, if they had them back then. But it's large. It's two stories. Well, I'm backing up to these backpacks to see how wide they are. Because I don't you – know, I'm just thinking, how am I going to get stuck in this thing? Well, I found this little yellow backpack. I don't know why I picked yellow. I put one arm in, and I put the second arm in, and something started not feeling right. Like, I started losing feeling in my hands. Y'all, he had no idea they have adjustable straps. <laughs> I couldn't reach. I was This thing was so tight, it was, I was like a T-Rex. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't my, it shortened my arms. I couldn't reach it. And so... So how did you try to solve this problem? Oh, this is so embarrassing. 
I took my arms and I threw them over my head thinking... And this is how I find him. I took my arms, threw them over my head, and the back, the, the backpack like locked. Like it, I couldn't move. So now I'm on aisle nine in Target, New Orleans, my hands over my head. And all I hear out. as I turn the corner, Kay, Kay, where are you? And a sales clerk turns the corner. I kid you not. <laughs> This is little girl. She had to be twenty years old. Sir, are you okay? I'm fine. Fine. Are you having problems? And Kayla, she loses it. I make eye contact with her. Kay just looks at me, and I was like, "No, I'm not having problems. Why? I can't get out of this backpack. <laughs> I've never worn one before. You've never worn a backpack. Well, this sales clerk wants to have a conversation now. Well, I've lost total feeling in my hands and my arms. It's like I'm in a straitjacket with my arms over my head. And so Kayla and this sales clerk come over, and they loosen it up. They get off of me. What did the sales clerk ask me? Would you like to buy the backpack? <laughs> no, I didn't want to buy a backpack. But we did. We left we with a backpack. We found one at Eddie Bauer. We so. had lessons that night on how to um, had loosen the strap. We had lessons. We did. Went to Greece without any incident. We did. So Well, that's not true, but that's another story, that's a story for, another, for day. another day. All right. For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com.